What up? We're back, bitches. There's a microphone in front of Adam. I'm going to move it real quick. Why? So it was okay. So I can see you. Ah. Much better. And I'm not going to edit that out. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, we're back. Yeah, Welcome we're, to Deep Dive. We're back. Um, uh, the adults are back in the room. Yes. Did you, uh, on our however long break, uh, <laughs> did you listen to anything? Did you do your own? deep dives no not really i i did two deep dives i listened to uh electronic artist Tycho, all of his records i've listened to one of his albums and i liked it yeah uh i listened to all of his records and then i listened to thank you scientists all their records so uh yeah prog band nice i did my own uh deep dives which was nice uh being able to choose but it was funny because whenever i was listening to them it was i couldn't really just pick an album and listen to it i kind of had this feeling of like oh i need to listen to everything they've had so yeah that was uh this show has rubbed off on me so that's how you're gonna listen to everything now uh, well i surely hope not it'd be a lot yeah it'd be very difficult to listen to elton john yeah i would be okay with doing that though that'd be it's just an it'd undertaking be a lot, but yeah no I, I'd be, i feel like it's, we've talked about this before it feels like something i should have listened to yeah, I don't know about that. I, there are some albums like I don't know, Elton John, Bowie, and all those stuff. They really feel daunting to me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean Bowie's got twenty twenty six albums or something. Yeah, that's just a fucking nightmare. And there's no way they're all good. There's got to be no. Yeah, ones. there's the bad like eighties disco era. Yeah, Bowie. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't know if they mentioned it last episode, but we're doing Beck uh yeah they're supposed to mention it but i don't know if they did yeah we're doing a uh, beck um uh, how many albums uh, 13 albums uh, and there's a new one coming out this year that we're not doing yeah it might be out by the time this episode's out yeah but. we're not sure but there whenever we decided to do this there was no release date so if it does just get dropped randomly that's not our fault i mean none of it's our fault and we don't owe anything to anyone so yeah yeah so beck uh i'm yeah, it's hard to say what genre he is, but uh, most people tend to uh, associate him with uh, alt rock. But uh, he is and in- increasingly like pop kind of. Yeah, he is all over the place. He does tend to jump around genres in a non um, annoying way and in a genuine genuine way. But uh, he's got thirteen albums. Um, he's been active since nineteen eighty nine. Um, Forty eight now. So. A little fun. Uh, have you listened to him before? Yes, this? I've listened to all of these albums except. Okay. Yeah, I, I I'm a huge Beck fan. I've only listened to three of these albums before this. Oh, so. that's good. I I'm a I'm a big I'll call Beck him out fan. Have been a big Beck, Beck fan. Uh, saw him live. Um, I'll get into that uh, whenever we get to it. Saw him on a certain album and blah blah blah. I have stories about that, but uh, yeah. So he's been active since 1989, but. He uh, released his first album in 1993, and also he has released more than these 13 albums. He's released a ton of EPs and singles, and he's also released sheet music. Uh, he's a clever dude, uh, but yeah, we're just doing the 13 albums, which, you know. Yeah, that's how the show works, usually. Just 13. Um, so his <laughs> first album came out in 1993, uh, Golden Golden Feelings. I, I have a feeling we can uh, just go ahead and blow through the first couple albums yep uh golden feelings uh so anti-folk is the genre um 
we've had an anti-folk band on before and we've discussed what anti-folk is but it is yeah we'll link that in the show notes if you want to go listen to that yeah it's specifically just you know folk music that is trying to rebel against what is mainstream music so it's doesn't always have a good production quality it doesn't always have a chorus doesn't it's not trying to be accessible in fact it that's kind of its point is to not be accessible which i'm fine with that kind of stuff but uh these first couple albums just and yeah yeah it's it's not for me that's for sure um so i didn't know what to expect i've i've heard some of beck's music obviously before doing this but i didn't know this is how he started oh yeah and so i had no idea what to expect and i thought that the copy of this that i found on the back of an internet truck was uh just not really accurate oh there are they're all all yeah they're all bad i own all of his music except for uh his most recent album and the like these first two albums because I, i had heard these first two albums and i was just like oh this is this is trash it's uh it's comically bad but i think that's the point and i there's just really no redeeming qualities to it and once again i just think that's the point well it feels like they both of these first two albums i guess we should mention the names uh golden feelings and then the second one is stereopathic, stereopathic soul manure yeah and so just to uh first start on uh golden feelings no, there's really no songs I like on it. It's ever I kind of enjoyed uh, Super Gold Black Sunchild or Super Golden Black Sunchild. Uh, that being said, I don't remember it much. I just wrote it down. You just wrote it down when you heard it. Yeah. Yeah. So these are definitely albums that I would not recommend ever listening to. And I would not recommend. I wouldn't recommend starting here either. Cause... No, absolutely not. Um, yeah. I mean, really, both of these just feel like he just dicked around in the studio for an hour. And I don't even think he was in a studio. Well, in studio being wherever he recorded this. like. So moving on to his uh, second album, and these were both self-released. So Stereopathic Soul Manure, uh, that one, the same vein, it's fucking like 25 songs, something like that. They're real short. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the last one, which is called Bonus Noise and is 16 seconds or 16 minutes long. Well, it's got a hidden track, right? Yeah, because he so, he really likes his hidden tracks. Yeah, and you, I noticed that about a lot of his albums, and these albums did come out when you know CDs and tapes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it makes sense, but it definitely, whenever I see that, it really puts me off. And I'm really glad that's a dead thing now. Uh, I don't see why. So they used to do this this way, like Nirvana did it on Nevermind. Uh, what they would have is they would have their their quote unquote the listed final track. And then right. they would have and then like, a bunch of silence. Yeah, like 10 minutes of silence. And if you just sat through it, then you'd have, you know, a bonus hidden track. Uh, but I never understood the point of that when why couldn't you just not list that last track on the album and just, you know, say you have 12 listed tracks and just put that 13th track unlisted? Because people were dumb and they'd complain. Yeah. Well, I. Every time I see this stuff, it really puts me off because there will be some of these songs like uh, on some of his other albums, he'll have like one of those uh, out songs where it's, you know, the first song, silence, then the bonus track. And I like the first song and then the second song I don't like. So it's just kind of like, I don't like that this first right, song yeah. is now, you know, tied to this. But that's just kind of being uh, picky. But so on the second album, 
uh, stereopathic soul manure. It is more of the same. It is bearable, but still not good. It's yeah, it's better than the first one, but not by much. Yeah, and there are songs on this that I enjoyed listening to just for the sake of I was already listening to. I would still not recommend listening to this album. Uh, I enjoyed Rowboat, which was a nice alt-country song, kind of like Wilco-esque when I'm talking about alt-country. Uh, Thunderpeel, which was silly and just feels like he had fun with it. Once again, not a good song, but just you can feel that fun. Uh, but the, these earlier albums are either just stream of consciousness or Beck trying to be as ridiculous as possible. Yeah, I think probably more of the second one. Yeah. It yeah. seems very like self-aware in a way. Yeah, and then also another song I, you know, 50-50 liked was uh, Crystal Clear Beer. Uh, it had enjoyable guitar, but the lyrics were horrible. Which is also part of Beck's thing. His lyrics are really eccentric. Not like they're like, oh, super clever. It's just like, it feels like he's tying words together. And we all know Beck's biggest song, Loser. Uh, and it it's on the level of those kind of like uh, Wonder Walls or Creep or yeah, stuff. Where it's yeah. just like, it's this person's huge song and they're synonymous with this song. That being said, you know, I don't like Creep. I like Wonder Wall. I really like Loser. I like it. It's an enjoyable song, but when you listen to his the verses in that song, they're really just like all over the place. They don't really there's no cohesiveness to any of it. But so with this album, you know, it's a mixture of uh live performances, home recordings, studio recordings, uh field recordings, sound collages, noise experiments. So, you know, it definitely is all over the place when it comes to production. But once again, it is uh, self-released. Not good. Uh, just wouldn't recommend it. Well, and actually, the self-release thing is interesting because this the first album, at least, came out only on cassette. Yeah. And, and there's his, not many uh, His label, copies. though, released a CD version he that got he got real pissed about, which yeah. is funny to me. So. I forgot about that. Yeah. It... What an interesting guy, especially once we get to the... Uh, when you get to where he is now, it's really weird that he started here. Yeah, and it's really interesting because when you would hear... If you heard this, you would probably think, oh, that guy just kind of learned guitar in a year and like is now just making music. But if you actually know about him as a musician, he's a very talented musician, very creative, is able to jump around in genres, as we'll see. But, you know... He he's his roots are in like really, really clever music. So it's just kind of like, I guess it's that whole kind of like in the music school idea of, you know, this is, you know, what your mainstream is, but I want to do something different. So you go completely in the opposite way. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It is like shitty jazz. That That's my <laughs> best way of explaining it. Trying to be very eccentric. But uh, also just like, yeah, you can tell there's a point. So that brings us to his third album. Oh, by the way, uh, Stereopathic Soul Manure, his second album, came out in 1994. Yeah, uh, and so did this next album. His next album, which was his uh, big major label debut, which how the fuck did he get a major label de- debut based off of those other two albums? I would understand if this album got him a na- major I would label. assume it's because he had to have been seen live somewhere, right? Yeah. 
He's got to be. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah. And because that recording, like if you saw that, if you got that second album in as a cassette at the like record label, you would have been like, I don't know who this is. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. And he's, he's from California, from LA. So he could have known he, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But, and even if he didn't, he, that's, that's the area where, and this was the nineties, which, uh, is, you know, still in that era of where people could just be discovered that kind yeah, of thing. So yeah. I imagine he was playing nonstop and that's probably it. But so this is his uh, major label debut. Yeah. And you, you could have told me this was his first album and I would have believed it. I thought it was for a long time. And then I got really into him yeah. and then I realized, Oh, there's other stuff. So I bought all of his records except for those first two. I bought all of them to, because I was a huge fan and then I still am. Uh, and then I listened to some of the other albums. I was like, ooh, maybe not. Maybe I should listen a bit before I buy the album. Yeah. Which is a modern thing I'm able to do. But yeah. So this album, Mellow Gold, came out in 1994 as well. Uh, it's his third record. Um, this it has the song he's known for. Yeah. This has uh, Loser. It's a uh, it's a good song and it doesn't annoy me at all. How do you feel about it? I think it's, I've heard it so often. I don't know if I have any opinion on it. Yeah. So this is it's about. It's not like it's a bad song. It's, it's just, just I've so heard it so often. With like yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So this uh, album. It, it actually it kind of works on the album though. Oh yeah. So. It's the yeah, and it's the opening track. It was an accidental hit for sure. Yeah. yeah I, I listening to the rest of the album, you can tell that that he wasn't thinking this was going to be a, or he wasn't striving for it to be this mainstream thing. He was. This is still very much in his anti-folk era. Um. So this album is where it started to be, he started to get all the, um, what ends up being nonstop great reviews, which kind of gets to that whole like Radiohead dilemma of, is this album good or are we just saying it's good? And yeah, because gawking over it because of it being Radiohead. So I think Beck has that same thing and we'll get into that a little bit on some more albums, but this album... I'm not saying is that. I do like this album. No, I think this album is actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty shocked. It's I, definitely a really good like debut. Yeah, and this isn't the album that I heard him on. Uh, but after hearing... I mean, I knew Loser before I knew Beck. But uh, then after I started listening to everything, I um, went back and listened to this because it had uh, Loser on it. And I remember this album being a lot less accessible, but it's actually pretty good. Uh, the first three songs are pretty great. Pay No Mind and Fucking With My Head. I think Fucking With My Head is probably my favorite album on the, or favorite song on the album outside of Loser. It's, yeah. Um, has more of a full band uh, okay, vibe in yeah. this uh, album, but I think a lot of that is sampling. I don't think it's like actual live bands, and if it is, it's just Beck playing because he is a multi instrumentalist. Well, and that, like that's a recurring thing on all of his albums, really. Yeah. Is that it's mostly, it feels at least like it's mostly him. I don't know if that's always the case, but yeah. Uh, the only song I really like, absolutely dislike on this song or on this album, is uh, "Sweet Sunshine." Uh, see, I thought that song had a great opening, and then it was all downhill. So yeah, I mean, there, there, that's the thing. It, it's not completely like a throwaway song, but it is one of those things where there's enough bad that I'm just yeah. like, no, no there's good. a lot of good, like potential at the beginning though. But. Yeah. 
uh motherfucker is just a fun stupid rock song in there it, it's funny he has a couple of those like. yeah it, and this you kind of start seeing it in this album and then it just keeps getting more and more uh you know obvious later in his career where he starts to mess with genres and like whenever people talk about transcending genres beck is the first person i think about it's like yeah, that makes sense people talk about bowie and all that stuff but my first person is always beck because bowie you know yeah he did jump around genres a bit but beck literally went from anti-folk to uh you know like alt rock to hip-hop to uh, like just kind of like acoustic to uh, a funk record to kind of like hip hop all this stuff it's just like he's all over the place he even has like a country record or yeah. what I, I argue is yeah. a country no, like the, alt country yeah definitely it was so and then pop now and and for most every single one and I mean every single one is getting great reviews now I would argue that that may be too much that people aren't they're not taking right. the artists away yeah. from it but. They're still getting all these great views. So I think he's done it better than most uh, when it comes to transcending genres. So, um, but it is funny to me listening to these anti, because I'd say that I think this is his last anti-folk record. His next record is just full-on folk rock, or not yeah. rock. It's just full-on folk music. Right. But uh, this album would, is probably his last of the not accessible albums. But this is an accessible album, I would argue. Uh, but this is the last of him trying to be not accessible. Um, and it's funny to me listening to this because uh, it's, you know, what was anti-commercial back then is like what it almost what can be commercial now. So, you know, if somebody listen or release Loser, if somebody like Cage the Elephant can release a song just like Loser... And everyone's like, yeah, that's going to be played on alt radio and pop radio all the time. So, yeah, well, it, and- it's funny to me. It's like when people talk about metal music and they're like, oh, yeah, fucking uh, Black Sabbath is heavy as shit. And it's like, yeah, Black Sabbath is metal music. But also what is metal now is way different, way more aggressive. Right. That's kind of how I see it. And, and this isn't a bad thing or anything. It just it's funny to look at that. Anything else you want to talk about on this one? No, not on that one. Yeah, this one, uh, it went uh, <coughs> double platinum, I believe. Uh, I think on uh, Wikipedia, it said it went... Yeah, so in the body of Wikipedia, it says it, it it's platinum for selling 1.2 million records. But if you actually look at the certification from uh, RIAA, um, it is uh, double platinum, 2 million records. So hmm. it sold a lot. Oh, he's sold a lot of albums in general, so... Yeah. So, on to his third album that he Which released. Which was also in 1994. The third album in 1994, fourth album overall. Um, One Foot in the Grave. So, I think this is the first record of Beck's that I bought and was like, oh, I don't like this. Um, yeah, I can see why. Yeah. it. Uh, um, it's only 37 minutes long, and I found out why a big reason I didn't like it. The copy that I have is the bonus track edition, which has like 30 tracks. Mm, it that has sounds bad. 32 tracks. It is way too fucking much, and it's all the same. So how did he do this album after the last one? Like Not well. No, but I mean like 
how did he get here? Because like the the last album had a radio hit, and then you go to this. I don't know. Uh, I like I know it's it was definitely like an accidental like radio hit kind of thing. So but. let's see. This one was recorded in October '93 and January '94, and the previous record was recorded in '92 through '93. So yeah, it probably yeah, was recorded just, after. It's just weird that he went and had like a really good album to this. Honestly, not that because this, this is back to him like dicking around for half an hour, like. Yeah. Just he's in the studio this time. Yeah, and uh this, and the songs have structure. Like Yeah. I think this and it has so many good reviews and I'm just like, why? This is such a boring have album. Have you listened to uh Jack White's uh Cold Mountain EP? No. That it was that for the movie? Yeah. And it's just him fucking around for like twenty five minutes. Yeah, that makes This sense. is what this album is like. It's yeah. just you know, somebody who's revered as like a great musician, just given yeah, and people given studio time to do whatever, and that's this is what happens. Yeah, and I don't think this was the case, but it may have been right after uh, he got so successful, he kind of was just like, "Oh, I'm I mean, gonna still try and throw that off a bit." Not sure why you would, but I don't know because then the next album is back to that yeah same kind of like rock style so. so before we get into that uh the only songs that i liked on this one this record's called one foot in the grave uh are the folk sounding ones like actual folk sounding like songs. actual songs yeah. yeah like uh the opening track i actually really like it's called uh he's a mighty good leader which uh if you don't know a little fun fact about beck uh he is a scientologist oh it's a really well-kept secret mm. Uh, I don't he, like this. He has talked about it, I think, once, and it, it's basically his parents or his dad uh, was a Scientologist. This explains how he got famous, then. Yeah, maybe. And it, it was a Scientologist, you know, his whole life, and he was like, yeah, so I grew up uh, in the church, and just kind of, uh, uh, they've always been good to me, so yeah, I'm a Scientologist, and that's it. That's all he's ever talked about it. I mm. think that was in like 2008 or something. Yeah, this is 2005. He acknowledged yeah, it for the first time. Yep. So, and he doesn't really ever talk about it, but it's one of those little hmm. things that I just try not to think about. I think that's probably almost definitely why he got famous. Yeah, that could be it. Because yeah. you have connections by being in Scientology. That's why people stay. Yeah, I wanted to hold that fun fact off for a little bit. And the only reason I wanted to mention it here is because the first song is called He's a Mighty Good Leader. And hmm. every time I listen to that song, it makes me think, is he talking about L. Ron Hubbard? Is he talking about him? Probably. I can listen to it both with or without that <laughs> context, but it, it's just something I think about. Uh, sorry if that takes you out of it a little bit, but uh, that's a good song. Uh, Hollow Log is actually a pretty good song. Um, the album just feels like what my friends and I would record in mil- middle school. And by that, I mean, like, the quality of writing and yeah. recording. It's not recorded well. Uh, the writing... It's just so weird as in between these, like, his last album and the next one we're going to talk about. Like, it yeah. just doesn't make any sense. And that's why whenever I bought it, I was really confused because the previous album I liked, the next album I love, and it's just like, man, there's a real stinker in the middle there, and, and people love it. It's one of those albums that... People are like, oh, it doesn't get enough credit. I was like, no, yeah. it gets too much credit. The fact that we even talk about it. He doesn't play any of these songs live. Yeah, it's just, eh, bad, bad, bad. Yeah, don't listen to this yeah, album. Yeah, don't listen to that. Luckily, you know, that's like three albums that we took out. You still got 10 records that you can listen to. 
arguably. Um, so the next song, or ah, fuck me, I do that all the time. You do it a lot, yeah. Uh, the next record is uh, Odele, which is his smash hit. That that Mellow Gold had the hit song. This was made to be a hit. This album had, like, just the whole thing was great. Yeah. And people loved it. Uh, so it came out in 1996. So Well, and that's what's weird is it's back to all these, like, gap. hit songs. Yeah. After um, whatever was the last album. Like, this it's just is weird that he came back from it. This is one of those records that, like, you listen to it and you're like, oh, yeah, the 90s. Yeah. This is it. Is like this and grunge and that kind of stuff. This is not grunge. Yeah, there, well, there's going to be songs on here that you recognize, and you're like, yeah, I know that song. This is like, this album is alt rock, folk rock, rap rock. It's all that. And whenever you hear rap rock, you kind of think like, oh, that's probably not good. You're thinking probably like Limp Biscuit and stuff, but no, this is really good. So he got a huge budget for this, and people he kind of did whatever he wanted and started uh, sampling and doing all this stuff. And he said, or he kind of felt about halfway through the record that he was um, kind of listening to it And he's like, no one's going to like this. Uh, and because of that, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go for it. I'm never going to hit in his words. He was basically saying that I'm never going to have this much money to make an album and do whatever I want ever again. So I'm just going to do it now. I'm going to get dropped from my label, but I will have done what I wanted. So he just did whatever he wanted. So who knows if he had played it safe, if this would have been a good record. But, you know, whatever he did, he nailed it. It worked, yeah. There's a lot of sampling on this record. Uh, There, once again, it has like two of his bigger songs, Where It's At and um, Devil's Haircut. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows Devil's Haircut. That's one of his bigger songs. Yeah, I think that that was what was interesting about this album was hearing... Uh, like where hearing where that song fits in to this yeah. album and like the whole album's really good like you were saying yeah and it it is uh i mean i was listening to this album and writing down every song that i liked and it just got to the point where i was like i'm writing down every song yeah there's really the i mean there are a couple songs that i don't love uh but the only song that i really don't like is high five I hate that song. It's so stupid. Like, um, that it's similar to a song on a later album that I absolutely fucking despise. Um, but devil's haircut, hot wax, Lord only knows is a great folk rock song. I love that song. New pollution, derelict, Novocaine, jackass. Yeah. Novocaine is great. It's just like I and and that that was the problem. I was sitting here listening yeah. to this album, like, man, like I can't. It was hard for me to talk about anything that wasn't. This is great. Yeah, th- um, th- this is a really great album. So listening to this, there's a little bit, and I can see why this is hailed as like his best album, is because um, it has uh, pretty much a little bit of everything that Beck has to offer, except for the pop yeah. that he is yeah. now. But pop is pretty new when it comes to Beck. Like other than the fact that he's been played on pop radio, he wasn't traditional yeah, that, when pop. I, when music. I said pop earlier, that's what I meant is that yeah. he is yeah. he has been pop music for a long time. Yeah. Uh but Devil's Haircut is the kind of whenever I think about Beck, that's the type of music I think about. I think about this kind of like alt rock uh whatever you want to call that. But then, you know, you get to uh where it's at, which is kind of rap rock 
not as much rap as he gets into, yeah. but Where It's At is such a good song. And it came on at the bar the other night and after I'd already been listening to this. And it's just one of those things where you can look at, around and everybody's singing it. And when he plays it live, it's a jam. It's so good. He His hit songs are actually all really good, though. It's not like... Yeah, none of them feel uh, uh, cheap. Yeah, there's a lot of bands that had hit songs, especially in the 90s, that, I, I don't know, just feel like they didn't deserve it. Yeah. Kinda. Whenever I talk about bands like this that are like media sweethearts, and what I mean by that is like they're getting these... Well, like critical reviews. Yeah, and, critical yeah. acclaim critically acclaimed artists the ones like you know beck and, and winning a lot of grammys and yeah like all that like the becks the beyonce's the Radioheads, the ones who for some reason no matter what they're always getting uh great reviews whether or not it's worth it uh or earned i try my best to always be critical when i'm looking at these things and you know maybe that's not the best way about going about things but i try to always think like okay is this a 10 out of 10 or is that just everyone saying like, well, his last five records were amazing. Right. So, you know, the only band that I'm really not good at that is Radiohead. When I listen to Coheed and Cambria, there are songs that don't land for me and I'm able to say like, Oh yeah, I don't love this. Not, not my favorite, but with, and so whenever I sang bad things about Beck's Beck, which are going to be coming soon, uh, this isn't me saying Beck is bad. Beck, is great. He's one of my favorite ar- artists of all time. No matter if he never releases a good record again, he's got a great past. So, uh, not much to say about so, this yeah, album other than good album. things. Yeah. Um, when it comes down to it, and we'll talk about this later, when it uh, talking about, oh, what which album should you start with? It's probably this one. This isn't my favorite album by him. I think this or Mellow Gold, though, makes sense. I disagree with Mellow Gold, but you should listen to Mellow Gold. That should be like maybe your second. Nah, maybe it, I don't know. I think that should be if you like Beck after listening to Odele or something else. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get into that. So, uh, also he worked with the Dust Brothers on this, which is a frequent collaboration that he did. Most of his uh, like hip hop uh, infused uh, records are with them. Uh, if you don't know who the Dust Brothers are, they are also known as the Chemical Brothers. They are uh, a um, pro- producing duo, uh, and yeah, they're really good, but they also make really good music like on their own. They have a song with Beck uh, called Wide Open on one of their records. Really good. That That's one of Beck's really good pop uh, instances. Uh, hmm. It's not a Beck song, though, but that's just that, a little... That's actually that's something worth mentioning is he's done a lot of... yeah. Uh, collaboration stuff he's appeared on a lot of other people's albums yeah so that's a little bonus track for you if you're interested wide open by the chemical (laughs) brothers uh i think it came out in like 2013 or something maybe more recent than that uh so next album uh two years later in 1998 is mutations uh yeah um you got anything on this one i think this album is great i don't It, it is a very bland album to me. Mm. It is overall bland to me, uh, but it's one of those albums where I am seem to be in the minority on mm. that. Uh, and it's a shame that I feel this way because um, uh, Nigel Godrick is uh, the producer of this, and if you don't mm-hmm. know who he is, he is the longtime producer with Radiohead. 
So, and he's a producer I really respect. He's known as, you know, the, you know, extra member of Radiohead. So he's really deep with the band and he's also worked with Beck a lot. So this is his first time working with him and it just falls short for me. Uh, I remember the first time I heard this album, somebody showed it to me. They showed me the song Tropicalia. Uh, and the reason they showed it to me, and this is the only song in the album I genuinely like, Tropicalia, because he, he's playing the windows in the background. Uh, there's a window. Uh, they put a mic on a window, and he's going, uh, that kind okay. of shit. So yeah. re-listen to the song. I guess I'll put it right here so you can hear it. But yeah, he's playing the windows hmm. there. It, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. You, you should definitely go back. No, I, did, I didn't have any songs that stuck out. Which doesn't make it a album. bad album. No, no, no. That, and that's, out. again, that's more of just how I listen. And I don't pay attention to songs when I listen. I did feel like... Uh, uh, but I, I really like this album. I don't know why. So yeah. I did feel like... Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Static was a pretty good um, closing track. Even mm-hmm. though it's technically not the closing track, because there's yeah. another bonus Side note, song. I didn't listen to any of the bonus songs or hidden tracks because they annoy me, so I just didn't listen to them. Good for you. Yeah. So, so I hope they weren't anything really great. So no, they they never are. If they were, then they'd be you know in the main album. I don't know. He's a weird guy. Maybe yeah. he has a good hidden track. Yeah. Um. It, but I'm just not a fan. So as soon as it goes into silence, I I'd hit next. So yeah, I have a. Yeah, obviously not much to say on it. it oh, so it, I guess it's good to talk about uh, what kind of style this is. So it, it's different yeah, from we, the last record. We do have to talk about that because his every album from here on out is different. Yeah, so this one uh, kind of goes into Wikipedia has it uh, classified as psych rock. Strongly disagree. Uh, I think. Well, psychedelic folk, technically. Oh, psychedelic folk. Sorry. And that uh, makes more sense. Alt country makes sense. Folk rock makes sense. And blues. Uh, it's a very pulled back record. It's like an acoustic, yeah. uh, yeah. It's and it's very much a live band. Like you can tell, this is live. It's not sampled. So, uh, yeah, it just didn't hit it it's, for me. It's just very different from his other stuff so far. Yeah, so. it's different from his stuff, but feels so similar to every other band that uh, sounds like this. So right. I'm kind of like, yeah, eh, hands off for me. Uh, but then, uh, unless you got any, you got anything more on this. Then the next record, uh, a year later, Midnight Vultures. Um, this is one of the albums I already had uh-huh. of his. So, Do you like it? I don't know why I had it, because I don't really like it. Oh, yeah. No, it's a shit record. The second half of the album is really good, but the first half kind of ruins that. And I don't. I think I had this because you know, I found it on the internet somewhere at yeah. some point. Um, and Somebody this said is I a... should listen to Beck, and this was the most recent album. I don't know. Like, this was another one of those uh, albums where I... Um, it's like this album, Mutations, and um, One Foot in the Grave, I think I bought like on a bulk Amazon purchase because I was like, well, I have all... Because they're bundling the two worst no, albums? No, no, not even that. Like, uh, Because I was like, oh, well, I have all of Beck's other records. I should get. I should just go ahead and get these three and round out everything else. And then I got these, and I was like, I'm done. That's enough. Uh, if I don't know the record, there's probably a good reason why. But once again, 
this has good reviews and great reviews. Yeah, I'm not even going to mention reviews after this album because it... They're all good. They all like... And I'm talking five out of fives. Well, like Pitchfork is yeah, like... Yeah, like 8.5 out of yeah. 10 minimum, that kind of stuff. So it's just like, you know, just kind of assume from here on out that's all he's getting. Um, so this album, the previous album was kind of a alt-country album. Uh, this album is a funk record. It is just like funk rock. Somebody called it R and B. I don't. No, it's no, just I don't just agree. funk. It's yeah. funk, and uh, it's weird. It is just another bland funk album. It could be good. Like the second half of the album is good. Like I said, people but really like that song "Sex Laws." I don't. That's the you know the big that song was the single, on here. Yeah. He plays it still to this day. Uh, uh, the song Deborah is on here from you like that Baby from Driver. Baby Driver, I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, I knew that song prior because maybe that's why I had this album. That's one of the, the yeah that would make sense. That would make sense. Um, uh, rest in peace, Baby Driver. Uh, that's still fine. That's not a spoiler. That's a Kevin Spacey buried that movie. No, that movie. Well, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. You should go watch it. So if you're out there and you haven't seen that movie and you decided I'm not going to watch that because Kevin Spacey's in it, you're stupid. It not stupid you, you, for that. You can reason, watch movies with bad people in them, but you should watch that movie. It's a great movie. Uh, Edgar Wright is incredible, and it's just another. Well, hit it's on easily his, his best movie. Yeah. Uh, so I disagree with that, but it is up there. I, I what love do you think Shaun is... of the Dead. Okay, yeah, that, that's I fair. I love that movie. Um, so, uh, it's the most Edgar Wrighty movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so Deborah, I knew before that movie because uh, he plays it live at like every. Well, it was a pretty big song. Yeah, right? he plays it at like every um, show, and it's a fine song. I don't love it. It's basically him just talking about having sex with somebody's sister or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Baby Driver goes into detail about it. So, you know, if you watch it, the girl talks about what the song's about. Uh, whether or not that's true, I don't know. But uh, this album has, has that song that I said I really hate. That is like High Five from Odile. Uh Get real paid. I fucking hate that song. That is my least favorite Beck song, and it is just gratingly annoying. It's just... I don't remember that song, but it's on the first half of the album, so... Yeah, it's a bad album. That album's bad. Hollywood Freaks, which I think Hollywood Freaks is the one that has a... You know, do you remember that? Man, no. it comes in like the chorus, and it's just... Eh, I fucking hate it. I, bad album. No, this album sucks. Boo, bad album. All right, we'll move on to... <coughs> sea Change uh, in 2002. Yeah. This is a great record. I this is it. really different. Uh-huh. So this one is classified as folk rock, but I would say it is like basically just an acoustic like singer-songwriter album, but there's more to it than that. And by the way, this is with Nigel Godric. So thank hmm. you. He, they nailed it at some point. Uh, so a lot of people, this is a huge departure from what Beck was. So uh, a lot of people hail this as one of his like most ambitious albums because it's so different. Yeah, it's not though if you yeah. have heard the other stuff. And it's uh, really uh, it's really personal. Whereas yeah, a lot of his music is not that. Uh, it opens up with uh, "Golden Age," which 
is it's pretty it, good. I love that song. I, it, it's there. This isn't my favorite album by him, but I definitely appreciate everything he does on it. Uh, I really like Golden Age. Paper Tiger. Paper Tiger is great. Yeah, it has a really nice build with like cinematic strings at the mm-hmm. end. It starts off. I think that that's probably my favorite song on this album. I think it is too. Like it used to be Golden Age for me, but after re-listening, and that's, I thought going through this, my opinions were going to be the same, mm-hmm. but there were n- new things that I discovered. Like I love Paper Tiger. That was a song that I always skip when it came on shuffle, on my you know, just overall playlists of all of my songs, my thousands of songs. I mean, I can see how it wouldn't work on its own. Yeah, but now that I've re-listened to it and forced myself to just kind of think about it, that's not a song I'm going to skip. But it starts off real, you know, kind of subtle, and then it gets to these big, like, cinematic strings is the best way of uh, describing it. Uh, I listened to this on a nice rainy day, which complimented the record well. This is a breakup album, by the way. Uh, that makes sense. He wrote this album after, um, you know, this is me dumbing it down, but basically he found out that his <coughs> girlfriend of a, of, um, like years, like a long time girlfriend had been cheating on him and then they broke up. And, uh, so he like basically wrote this album, I think in like a week or two and he had the whole album, uh, written and he kind of just thought, I'm not going to release this because no one, he, he basically said, I don't want to release this. You know, no one wants to hear my baggage just out. No one wants to listen to that. And then he rethought it and kind of just said like, no, these things are kind of universal. People go through similar things and pain and all that. So that's, that's why it works pretty well as an album. So, yeah. So, uh, another song, uh, (laughs) guess I'm doing fine. Uh, is like the rest of the album. Uh, like the rest of the album is musically simple, but the lyrics are kind of more complex is maybe not the best word, but they're more uh, you thought provoking. I think that's a better, like if you listen to the lyrics, it kind of, whereas prior to this, it feels like stream of consciousness or like, Oh, this word would sound cool with this word, even if they don't make sense together. Uh, whereas this album actually feels like it has uh, points. It actually has subject matter. Um, well, it, it feels like he wrote the whole thing as an album too. Like, yeah, if that makes true. sense, like to yeah. all go together. And then, yeah, especially if you wrote it in such a quick amount of time yeah. after such a like you know big experience that happened to him, uh, you know, it's probably pretty cohesive if mm-hmm. you know he wrote it all so quickly. Uh, and then Sunday Sun is another song just like Paper Tiger yeah. that builds into this really frantic, you know. You know noisy finish so uh yeah this is a really good record yeah, this album's good yeah i definitely wouldn't say start with this if you... no 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 but if you like if you like his music at all then yeah this would be an album that <clears throat> is not for everyone but it is very good uh i would recommend it but once again i would wait this is a record that if you like beck you should listen to it yeah uh yeah so once again He's just jumping all over the place genre-wise, and it doesn't feel cheap. Even the bad funk, mm. or, well, even the bad funk album, I'm just kind of like, this makes sense. This this sounds like Beck. This sounds like something Beck would do. It does, but it's weird to me that he jumps around as much as he does. Yeah, that's fair. Um, like it, it is something you can respect, but also at the same time, it's like I feel like you're just trying it to like 
as a gimmick. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. It feels gimmicky somehow. So Yeah. So uh, his next album, Guero, came out in uh, 2005. This is the first album that mm-hmm. I got from him. This is my favorite album of his. Okay. I have no problem saying that now, even though we have, you know, a couple more records to go through. Uh, yeah, it's hard for me to talk about this album without saying, you know, I love everything about it. Um, it's definitely a return yeah, to... Uh, kind of like Odalay. Yeah, Odalay. And that's what most yeah. people uh, kind of reference, that this is a return to his style. Yeah. And Odalay, I guess it, who? It feels like this is... When I think of Beckno now, this is what I think of this this exactly. album. And, yeah. This is what I've always thought about, and it makes sense that <clears throat> Odalay, like where it's at. And this opens just like Odalay. Uh Epro is a similar song mm-hmm. to Devil's Haircut. Um, this and guess who produced this album with him? Dust Brothers. Yeah. Uh, so, admittedly, the only critique I could say, and this is still my favorite album, and I still like almost every song on here. Uh, admittedly, it is stronger in the first half, and then gets sl- a bit. It slows down yeah, a bit in the second yeah. half. Um, he does have a couple albums that are that way. Um, but, you know, Ipro, uh, Keon Aguero is probably one of his uh, better hip-hop tracks or rap rock tracks. And then Girl is a really cool summer, uh, just kind of like rock hit. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's really cool about that, so the, the chorus is, Hey, my Donna girl. And when he said, so in the... I have the album, and when you open it up and look at the lyrics, uh, it says, hey, my... And then it has uh, whatever he says right before girl scratched out mm-hmm. because people debated for a long time, oh, he's saying, hey, my sun-eyed girl. And then people are like, no, he's saying cyanide girl. And to, so because of that, he scratched it out, and hmm. so he never... He still hasn't you know, released a uh, like official, like, oh, this is what he says. So then people were like, oh, well, we'll see when he performs it live. He changes it every time. Oh, uh, that's fun. Yeah. So sometimes it's Sinai Girl. People care way too much about lyrics sometimes. Yeah. Like, But I, I think that is a fun thing that he did. It's really not a big deal. It doesn't change the... Actually, it does change the context of the song pretty well, yeah. significantly. Yeah. But yeah, that's a great song. Um, Earthquake Weather is really catchy, and I wish more people knew about that song. Uh Hell Yes is straight up rap rock. Yeah, and that's a good song, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, the music video for that is pretty good. It has those, remember those uh, robots in the oh, yeah. mid, early yeah. 2000s that like cost as much of a, as a car? Mm-hmm. They were like made by Toyota or something? I think they were. But uh, They're probably it, still a thing. It has like five of those, and they're all breakdancing together. And then like on the back of them breakdancing, there's a screen of Beck uh, just hmm. singing. It's a really good, uh, uh, I think, who is on that song? There's somebody on that song. Uh, here, let me see. Du-du-du. Personnel, extra. Christina Ritchie. She's on that song. You know, Lionel Ritchie's daughter. Yeah, I was going to say that. Hell yes. That part. That's it? She does the little spoken word things on it. The, you ought to beat this nice. That shit. Uh. Yeah, I really like this one. Uh, this is my favorite album of his. Uh, hmm, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is the album that I would recommend people start on. But I understand I why they should start on Odalay. 
I can see that. I think Odalay is probably better as a whole, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the only song that I don't like on this is Farewell Ride. Uh, it just feels like one of those stupid Western-inspired mm-hmm. uh, slide guitar songs. Like, My farewell ride. See, just imagine if he did a whole album like that. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else? No, you I don't, got on I don't that have one? anything else. I didn't have very many notes on this one, actually. I didn't either because all I had was good things to say about it. So uh, then after that, uh, in 2006, mm-hmm. which what is that a year later? Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, he, has, he, he, he does put out stuff pretty often and then he'll have like big gaps and it's kind of yeah kind of interesting to look at that too because yeah. uh, coming up ahead, looking ahead a couple of albums, uh, there's a six year gap, but like he just yeah. had a one year gap here and it's just so different. So yeah, um, so this album is called The Information, and produced by Nigel Godric. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, Nigel Godric said specifically, like, "Hey, I want to do a uh, more like hip hop based uh, album. So can we do that?" And uh, Beck was like, "Yeah, sure." So this is, or basically, he was saying like, "I don't want to do a uh, um, what you call it a uh, they had done the kind of like folk." Records right previously yeah. and he was saying i don't want to do that uh which is so funny i mean i guess there are certain producers that like can just tell an artist hey worry let's not do that let's not do that thing well that that's you've done that that's a lot I guess of that's how, the job of the yeah producer, that's why though. you bring in new producers like foo fighters brought in a couple different producers the last like couple albums you know bring in new new opinions to tell them like, Hey, you've been doing this thing for like 20 years. Do try this, like add piano here or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. It like, uh, what's his name? Who works on, who worked on colors of him? Uh, Greg Kirsten. Yeah. Who, he went and did the last Foo Fighters album. And I think that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure unless I'm messing it up, but you could tell me anything. It, uh, bringing in a producer who's going to like tell you to do stuff differently is, is, interesting and i think makes a lot of sense especially if you've been doing stuff for a long time like yeah you could tell me that the singer of the foo fighters was a drummer and like a famous band before and and i believe believe it it. yeah um so this album the information uh it feels like the natural progression from guero to this this is one of his few times where he goes from a one record to the next and it's just like yeah these seem like they are you know on the same track with each other uh Super similar, I would say. I don't know. Do you agree with that? I don't think it breaks any mold. Yeah, from yeah, Guero. yeah. It, it's definitely not some shocking U-turn. Uh, I once again, and just like the last record, I think this is a very top-heavy record. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's also super long. It it is an hour long. It's his. Uh, it's his only album. really. Yeah. It's 15 songs long. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that's what contributes to it feeling top heavy. I think he could have cut a couple of these songs uh, and it would have felt like pretty cohesive. Uh, yeah. I think the last third just kind of slows down a bit. Yeah. It slows down a little bit too much. Yeah. Like the, very, the last three or four songs, I just don't like. I mean, I, I really like this album, but. Oh, yeah. Elevator it, music is a great song. Elevator music is great. Movie and, theme is really great. Yeah, Think I'm in Love is... Nice. Uh, yeah, Big Dick. Yeah. Yeah, Big Dick driving by, if anybody didn't hear it. Oh, uh, they heard it. <laughs> um, 
so yeah elevator music kind of hip-hop bass really good uh think i'm in love is just like girl where mm-hmm. it's a just kind of a fun uh summertime song yeah. cell phones cell phones dead. dead is good yeah uh one song that i didn't like until i saw him live was soldier jane because he plays that song a lot uh it wasn't a bad song i was just like ah, i don't really care about this but uh hmm. he played it live and it was just i was just like oh yeah no this is great i see why people like it uh nausea is great Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those songs that I forgot about. Um, New Round is probably the most different song on the album. Uh, I'm trying to... It's hard to describe what the song's like, but I would recommend listening to it because... So, um, interesting thing to note. Uh, prior to this, uh, on the uh, record before on Guero... When he was recording the music video for the first track, Epro, mm-hmm. he broke his back. They put him in this like hoist. Uh, I guess he was flying in the music video. I should have watched it before this, but they put him in that uh, uh, hoist thing uh, for the video, and he broke his back. Wow. So he was suffering with a back injury when recording this record, and um, so he apparently really hard to play guitar because you have to move your arms a lot and that Mm -hmm. messes with your back and every time he would breathe it would hurt so a lot of singing is breathing and right yeah so he said that when you listen to the vocal takes on this there's not a lot of like really projected vocal takes and it's because of that and he said it was super frustrating and he talked about this on the next record because he had fully healed he's better now i'm sure he's always going to have some back problems but He's better now, like he's able to do everything. He had to take a break from touring for a little bit. Uh, but he was mentioning how on this album he had like all these ideas that like he just felt he couldn't successfully, uh, you know, just uh, do because he, mm-hmm. his, everything would create pain for him. So there are some, and that's kind of what New Round feels like is it feels like he's really subdued and like, pulling it back but it works really well i mean that back injury didn't do him a disservice it yeah. just more of a he was That's interesting, a little bit like interesting information though about it yeah um so uh anything else on that record nope so uh two years later he releases modern guilt and here's another uh change of tone yep similar to beck but it, it still is, feels like him yeah yeah you know who produced this right uh, Danger Mouse. Yeah. yeah, and I already had this album. It feels like a Danger Mouse record. I really like Danger Mouse, though. Me so. too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a super short album. It's like 33 It's too short, long. I think. Yeah. So, uh, it's his most straightforward rock record. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, his back was fine by this point, and so there are points in this where you can, he's projecting his vocal takes a lot more. Um, Gamma Ray is a really good song. Uh yeah, it, it, yeah. I think this album is great from like start to finish. Really, there's not a bad track on here. There's also no hidden track. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that must have been really rough for him. There are some not so great reviews for this one, but it's from the Guardian. Huh. Uh, I really like. I, I I like Danger Mouse's style. So. I think Replica is probably my favorite song on here. It has really frantic uh, drums and this really cool what i assume is like a uh delayed guitar thing but uh yeah overall this is just a really 
really cool album. It, it it's different enough, but also similar enough. Yeah, it feels it it makes sense that it's him. Yeah, but it is still different. Yeah, yeah I like the min- mix and uh, instrumentation of this album, uh, but. Personally, I don't think the songs are as strong as his previous two albums, but I do really like this album. Mm-hmm. I, I think the mix is just great. Instrumentation is great. It feels like he just did, like him and Danger Mouse got together and made a record. It doesn't yeah. feel like, oh, this is Beck's album. So that's pretty cool. Well, that is kind of how it works yeah. for him as a producer, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. Danger Mouse. Uh, Most of the people who work with him, it feels like it's a Danger Mouse album that you were on. So. Yeah. Uh, this album lost the uh, best alt album Grammy to uh, In Rainbows by Radiohead. Hmm. So uh, suck a dick back. In Rainbows is a way is, better album. Is their best album. Yes. It's the best album. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what Dave and Hagen thought about it. Oh, fuck them. That's what they thought about it. So then he took a six-year break. Yeah, six-year break. Uh, this is the album that... Uh, <coughs> this album in the prelude to this coming out, I uh, kind of got into the hype train and went back and listened to all this music coming up to this one. So this is the album that got me back into him. This is the album and that... And who, who is the producer on this one? Beck. Mm-hmm. It's just Beck. This, uh, is, this is the most Beck album that exists. I, you could say that. Um, it does feel like it's very much. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say like what he's been working towards, but it feels very much like this is what he wanted to do. So he refers to this as the spiritual successor to Sea uh, Change. Mm-hmm. And it makes, that makes sense. complete yeah. sense. And the reason why he says that is not just because it's the same genre, which it is. It's a, it's folk rock. Well, folk Almost and, country. And, and more country. Yeah. Especially yeah. the end of the album is more and more country. Yeah. And I hate country. I Me don't too. know if anybody knows that. But Everybody I, should know that we hate country. I hate country. This album is great. It is one yeah. of his better albums, in yeah. my opinion. I think it... And oh, it's, it's, it's very slow paced, but it's a really good... And, it's... It, it's cohesive, just like C. Cohesive, Change. and it feels like very purposeful. Like, yeah. So, um, it's called Morning Phase. I don't know if we said that. Probably not. <laughs> but uh, it came out six years later, so I guess he had plenty of time to think about it. Uh, and one of the reasons, and that shows in the instrumentation is very, yeah. very different. Um, it's a live band, whereas yeah. not all of his previous albums had live bands. Uh, so well, it's and, completely- and there were a lot of people on this album. Oh, yeah. Like, not people that we'd recognize necessarily, but a lot of names in the yeah. credits. Chris Martin's in this album. You know, big boy Coldplay. Papa Coldplay. Is he? Yeah. He sings he's on... on... He's on a country album? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, he's not on this album. He played with him at the Grammys. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh, that's another thing about Beck is he he's a celebrity, and he's one of those big artists, but... Oh, he's he's a like mega celebrity as far as music goes. Yeah, but he's one of those artists that, like, every artist wants to play with like jack white would play with him jack white like uh beck recorded at third man studios Mm -hmm. before it was a studio Hmm. before it was even a thing so like he's like good friends with everyone like i think him and bowie knew each other before bowie died because when bowie died uh beck did this whole like series of concerts where he just played bowie songs and if right well and that's an amazing they both lived in new york and recorded a lot at uh the same studio right yeah that's an amazing thing if you're ever interested in watching that beck is great uh 
yeah, and that's where a lot of his musical genius comes out in that little series that he did. But uh, that is completely outside of our uh, scope for today. Um, but yeah, so what I was trying to say was uh, on this album, he his um, the reason it is spiritual successor to Sea Change, other than it being the same genre, it is almost entirely the same band that recorded on Sea Change. Oh, that's so cool. it's the same yeah. musicians. So and the first song that they recorded together is the first song on the record. And so whenever this was coming out, they all talked about it saying like that song is the first song that we got into the studio and recorded. And you can feel how that song perfectly encapsulated what we felt like coming back and recording together, like 10 years later, less than 10 years, but that's what they uh, talked about. And yeah, they were just like, yeah, so that song is super special to them, one of their favorite songs on the album, because they were like, it felt amazing just to be back together. Um, so it is, once again, it, like a folk uh, album, mm-hmm. more country, alt-country, not even alt-country, really, just country. Yeah. Uh, Morning is one of my favorite songs. Blue Moon was one of the singles. It's about uh, Elvis. It's based off of the... Uh, Elvis biography that Beck was reading at the time. Hmm. Uh, really good song. That is probably one of the more catchy songs on the album. Uh, and Blackbird Chain I also really like. There there are nice little instrumental breaks. The album starts with this nice like, um, like orchestral swell to it, which is nice. Uh, and then there's like a little in-between song called Phase. It's the same thing. Um, it's just a delightful album. I really like it. Yeah, I think this is a really we said cohesive already, but like a, a very consistent album. Yeah. Um. It. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but uh, it won uh, album of the year at the Grammys. He's won like seven Grammys. Yeah, he's so well, he's yeah he's a yeah but music industry like sweetheart kind of guy. It beat Beyonce, her self titled album Sam Smith. Ed Sheeran and Pharrell Williams. This was one of those albums that it won and people were like, it's a great album, but we don't think it deserves it. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember when it won, I was like, I fucking love that album. I'm so happy. I didn't know any of the other albums, so I wasn't too upset. Right. But, but. Uh, I had no stake in the game. Not that I ever do. Oh, and there's no hidden track on this. If there was a hidden track on a record like this, that would be pretty asinine. That could kind of ruin it. Yeah. There's a ton of people playing on this album. Jesus. That's what I was saying. Just look at the credits and you're just like, it's, it's so many people on this album. Yeah. So this album cycle was the record that I saw him on tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pretty worried going into this because I really like this album, but I was also like, to be honest, I want to hear, you know, like everything from Beck. I don't want, cause I didn't know what his shows were like. I didn't know if he was, yeah. cause it would make sense to me that a musician like this, when they tour, uh, the tour would coincide with the style of the record, but that's not how Beck works. Yeah, Beck actually, plays so everything. he plays everything, and that's just how it is. Everything. Currently, he's on a tour where he plays like a regular band set, and then he plays like an acoustic set. Hmm. Which it, yeah, and then like his Cause, encore. Because I feel like he would be like Jack White, where like he's playing almost exclusively the new stuff. Yeah, and, and then, then like a couple hits. It's like, not like that at all. And then his new, er, and then his encore, like right now, is like a eight song mel- medley of hmm. like 
a bunch of random songs like Deborah's in there and that kind of stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was really worried. And then I went into it and I was like, oh, he played everything. He played like three songs from this. He played his uh, rap rock songs. He played his just rock songs. He was all over the place in the best way. Um, but yeah, uh, most important uh, thing about this album is Beck's hair looks great on the cover. I think he looks awesome. He definitely looks like some like Nashville Yeah, he, he looks like he moved to Nashville to record this album. For sure. But uh, I don't think he did. Uh, probably had to stay right next to Elron Hubbard. Uh, so yeah, um, not much else to say on that album. Uh, and then now we're on the last record. Nope. Uh, the last album until his new one. Yeah. Um, this one's called Colors. Which, the by the way, we don't know anything about his new album, right? Uh, no. He just said that it should be out this summer. Okay. I didn't know if we knew like genre or anything or what to expect. No, so. I assume it's gonna be just like this. That makes sense, though. Yeah. He released a song with Cage the Elephant and is going on tour. Going with on Cage tour the with them, yeah. And it sounds similar to this, not as pop, but still pop. No, this album, this album, Colors, is the new yeah. album we're going to talk about now. Uh, is definitely a pop pop album. Yep, this is a pop record, absolutely. Uh, this album is not bad, but it's not for me. I, also, not for me. Yeah. And as I, as I mentioned, uh, the producer for this one is Greg Kirsten. He did do uh, the last Foo Fighters album, Concrete and Gold. Yeah. Um, Which I've heard people have some issues with that. I really like the album. I think it's great. I know you and Hagen really like it, but I have heard some people complain. I mean, his influence is there, obviously, as the producer, but I thought that was a good change. Uh, This album isn't bad. It's just not for me. Yep. I agree. It Um, doesn't feel overproduced either, which is weird because I expected it would feel that way. According to both Beg and Greg Kirsten, uh, they recorded this album like everything was those two. Like there are other people on the album, but like yeah, it's they basically did just them. Yeah, and uh, when they were talking about it, he's like, yeah, so it, it did take. <laughs> this came out three years after Morning Phase, and once again, stark contrast to the pre- previous record. Mm-hmm. But people really like this record. I don't at all. Uh, Critically, it's kind of all over the place, it which won- is interesting three grammys i mean it did but it also has like 6.3 as a review so yeah but yeah it's i don't like this record at all um Uh, everybody's heard the song off of this album dreams see so here's the thing is if you hear if you've ever heard radio if you've ever heard radio in the last two years (laughs) you know the song um so my girlfriend mentioned she said to me one day when this album came out uh, like, oh, yeah, Beck's new song is great. And I was like, oh, Beck has a new song. I'm so excited. And I went and listened to it. I was like, whoa, this is fucking dog shit. And it's very generic. Yeah. And- so I listened to it. And I was like, that was bad. I'm going to wait for the rest of the record to come out before I make a full. I, I'm assuming it was Dreams that you'd heard, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I listened to it. Oh, man. Like, I think about like a third of way into the album. I just like checked out. I was like, this is bad. And then this was my first actual full listen through. I, I mean, I, I will say, listening to all these albums, I listen to all of them at least once. Yeah. This one I only listened to once. Yeah. I think the only ones yep. I only listened to one time were Colors and his first two albums. It, there was a point, like, those first... I like the first couple records more than I like this album. Like, those were at least funny. This is just like... Uh, it's funny, but it's to me... I know this is going to offend people. To me, it's not music. Yeah, that's fair. It's recordings um, of you playing instruments. So it's very different. So it, It's just... 
most of the not song, that this is a good album i don't think yeah. this is a good album most but. of the song it's funny because i would put this on par with those first couple records and it's just like this one is way more expensive and all that shit yeah uh it does i it all at the same time it doesn't sound overproduced but it does sound overproduced if that makes sense yeah this um it sounds like an expensive album it most of the songs are unfortunately predictable mm-hmm. uh they're just all pop songs and if you like that like you're gonna love this record when he's made a bunch of money on this album, I oh, bet. Oh, I imagine. Uh, unless he's just paying off the producer. Um, uh, my least favorite song in the album is I, Wow. He's like, oh, like, wow, wow. It's just like, you know what will be kind of telling is who is the producer on the next album. Yeah, that's true. There's not much information. Because I feel it like right it now. might be uh, Greg Kirsten again. I think his next album is going to be just like this one. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. But who knows? Because... Prior to him releasing uh, Morning Phase, he released a record that was like, kind of like uh, one of those indie pop songs, mm-hmm. like a Vampire Weekend style song. So I was like, oh, his new album's going to sound like this. It makes sense. He hasn't done this too much. Uh, but then Morning Phase came out, and I was like, oh, I guess that was just a song that he really I'd, liked. Which I would should, be interested cool. in an album of that. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. I, I pretty much will give Beck a chance on it, anything, but this didn't work. Um it's unfortunate that it's the last album we came off on mm-hmm. because it, it ends us on a sour note, but... But that's okay because you can go listen to the albums that we think you should listen to. Yeah, like, let's say there's... This is for sure my least favorite album of his because of those first two albums, I knew what to expect. This album, I was just like, man, you should know better. Yeah, we know his new album is going to be called Hyperspace and that's it. Unless he Yeah, we don't even that. know. He just said we it's going to be out dates. this year. Yeah. Or... he. Probably this summer is what he said. Uh, so, what what's your favorite album slash what album should people start on? Um, I mean, album they should start on probably uh, probably Odele. Yeah, I, I think th- Mellow Gold would be okay, but I know you disagree. No, no, I, I think that's but, fine, and we don't have to agree on this. But I think Odele, no, but I mean, I can see the argument for against or. I can see the argument against Metal Gold. The as reason the I point. say against that is because you will listen to it, you'll listen to Loser, and you're like, "Oh, this is great." And then, while I think it is an overall, it's not the same though, great yeah. record. Yeah. It, there are no more losers on that song. It is right. or on that record. There is only one loser. Yeah, yeah. Odele is pretty consistent. It, yeah, very and uh, and all really great. Um, would you say that's your favorite record? Or I don't think it's my favorite. I just think would it's you his say best. Modern Guild is. Uh, yeah, I think that's one? I think that's my favorite. Or I, I still think Mutations is great. I know you don't, but I Do wouldn't recommend people start there. That's what definitely. I like about that. Um, he has something for everyone. He, he does have a wide variety of stuff. So yeah, um, I think Morning Phase is really good too. If you if you like that kind of folk, like kind of country music. My favorite record is Guero. I think you should probably start on Odele. If you like Odele, if you like that, Odele, go to go to that album. Yeah, go yeah. to Guero. Uh, and then, uh, if you're liking uh, acoustic, more pulled back, start with morning phase. And, you know what to listen to. And then to go to sea like change. Pop. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's our the biggest. Uh, uh, would you say going? Uh, this is your personal opinion? Uh, would you say they should if they had to pick one of the acoustic albums? Should they start on the morning phase, sea change, or mutation? I think sea change is better. Yeah. So I would start there. All right. 
But I don't know if that makes sense though. It, it, there are a couple like little trilogies that I see in his yeah. uh, record. I, at least two. There's the acoustic trilogy, which would be Sea Change. Well, because he returns phase. to styles usually. Yeah, Sea Change, Morning Phase, and Mutations. That's his kind of like laid back, yeah. pulled back, stripped down uh, albums, and then his kind of like alt rock albums would be Odele, Guero, and The Information. Mm-hmm. And God, I hope he doesn't make a. Uh, He's probably doing pop a pop trilogy. trilogy. But he did have like a, the anti folk trilogy, which would be Golden Feelings. The first three records, really. Yeah. I wouldn't say One Foot in the Grave is really anti folk. I think mm. that's just straightforward folk. Yeah, but it's it's more similar at least. Yeah. So, so there's if there is that there's only one record currently. Actually, I would say probably Modern Guilt stands on its own. There's not any other albums like that. There are songs like that. Yeah. Pro is like that. Yeah. Uh, Devil's Haircut is but, like that. Yeah, he does have a very strong tendency to go back to the same styles, even though he does jump around a lot. There is only one... Like, it might take him 10 years to do a whole trilogy of these. But. Yeah. Currently, there is only one album that stands on its own. I know, there's two. <laughs> Fucking Midnight Vultures is his funk record. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Colors is his pop record. Uh, two genres I hope he doesn't go back to. Actually, he could go back to funk. I would be cool with that. It, with the could, right producers, I think yeah. he could do better. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's Beck. Uh, that was probably a long episode. I can't see how long it is. Yeah, so. It's been about an hour. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, good to be back. Um, we decided uh, we're, we'll probably go back to the switching back and forth on um, what we're listening to uh, maybe after this next episode. Yeah, but, but we did have a really good suggestion. So. Yeah, we got a comment on Facebook from uh, Ryan Weiss. He said that we should listen to The Police, so we're going to listen to The Police. Let me pull up. I think they, they have, have five albums. Five albums, yeah. And yeah, we all know. And I mean, have you ever listened to them? I've listened to their greatest hits, not okay. albums. Um, I've, I've listened to some of these albums. I do love so The Police. I really love them, so, too. So I think this is a good one to do. I've definitely never listened to all of their albums, yes. so... So yeah, there's and only five all of their albums came out in a span of five years. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm excited for a real that. Real nice, like tight run. So. so shout out to Ryan. Thanks for suggesting that. Uh, I'm sure this is this is coming out way after he commented. Oh so, yeah, yeah. But still, uh, we're 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 doing it. Um, I also just want to point out that they're all five of their albums were number one. Oh, were they in the UK where they're from? So yeah, well we'll talk about that. Next. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, so. that's very cool. Uh, we'll talk about that next time. Come a little cabaret.